want to talk about monkeypox because I think we need to. Uh, judging by this story out of uh, Quebec and Montreal, they've got 132 confirmed cases of monkeypox in Quebec. And the province's interim director of public health says that with the spread of monkeypox, it's slowly progressing every day. They need to do something now as far as their vaccination efforts go, and they are expanding them. Here to talk about it, Dr. Matthew Otten, who's an infectious disease specialist and assistant professor in the Department of Medicine at McGill University, joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Welcome. Good morning, Kelly. So can you maybe outline how concerning these cases of monkeypox are in Quebec? And specifically, I believe the largest numbers are in Montreal. Uh, you certainly believe correctly. In fact, uh, I think of the 132 cases across Canada, something like 95% of them are here in Montreal. So for whatever reason, Montreal really is uh, the epicenter of this uh, emerging infection. Uh, it's certainly something of some concern uh, to public health. Uh, that said, for the amount of time we've seen this and the number of cases that we've seen globally, you know, this uh, in terms of its uh, contagiousness, certainly pales by comparison to COVID-19. However, uh, in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, I think other emerging infections uh, tend to get a little more attention in part just because of everything that we've been through in the last uh, two years. So I think it's important to kind of look at this with a sense of perspective. Don't get me wrong, this is certainly a disease to take seriously, but it's certainly not uh, as nearly as easily contagious, nor as much of a widespread uh, public health uh, concern as what we've seen over the last two years. Yeah, we all got a crash course in epidemiology. I think some people think they're epidemiologists, which is ridiculous. It's, you can take a little more studying than uh, just listening to experts talk about, um, you know, what our concerns are. I recently read that they weren't sure if monkeypox might have a respiratory um, component to it. Is is there any truth to that or is that has that been debunked? Uh, I wouldn't say it's uh, uh, that there uh, that it has been uh, debunked exactly because that kind of implies that it was a myth. Uh, I think uh, so. Overall, the way that this disease is acting in this current uh, sort of uh, cluster of cases that we've had since May uh, really seems to be mostly close, prolonged, direct contact. Uh, you know, we have known about monkeypox since the seventies and respiratory. Uh, transmission has always been on the list of possibilities, but again, uh, for a variety of reasons, it really seems to be a more difficult uh, infection to uh, transmit compared to uh, SARS-CoV-2, which by all accounts seems to be uh, sort of spectacularly successful at being transmitted by the respiratory route. So it's, uh, again, it's it's acting in a lot of ways as if it's a, a sexually transmitted disease, although up until this point, it's never been recognized fully as such, but uh, whether uh, uh, sort of sexual contact is really just a one way of having close prolonged uh, contact, that's, uh, there's a lot of work that's being done on the roots of transmission right now. I know that when we first heard about monkeypox and the cases uh, that were starting to be discovered in Canada, um, public health had said that they're going to employ a ring strategy when it came to controlling the virus. Give us a refresher on that strategy and how the ring is going to start to expand in Montreal. So what, what you need for a successful ring strategy is to be able to identify cases early enough uh, that you can then deploy vaccination for 
possibly the actual case, but also the close contacts of that case. And if uh, you're really on top of things, even the contacts of those contacts. Remember, of course, like we've all learned uh, during the last uh, two years of the COVID-19 pandemic, that the moment you get a vaccination is not the same moment that you are protected as a result of the vaccination. You need some time for your immune system to react. And uh, as with many vaccines, that time for most people with normal immune systems is somewhere between one to two weeks. So mm-hmm. what you need to have is a disease that uh, gives you some early warning sign and yet Uh, you still have enough time to be able to deploy a vaccine and have it take effect before the person has a chance to transmit it on to others. So it's really kind of a delicate interplay. But uh, this very strategy is what was used with great success to control another orthopox virus, namely smallpox, uh, back in the uh, 60s and 70s. And as a result, I think yeah, I think it's a very intelligent strategy. It means that you're using the vaccine in a very sort of ju- uh, judicious uh, way, which given that we have relatively limited access to uh, uh, vaccines that are effective against monkeypox, I think that's an intelligent strategy. In Quebec now, I think we've vaccinated somewhere around 3,000 uh, uh, people so far. And uh, perhaps the uh, the slow rate of accumulation of new cases might be in part because of that uh, uh, strategy. And I, my understanding is that we're going to be rolling out uh, more ways of accessing a vaccine for uh, people who are exposed and at risk in the days to come. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Matthew Otten is joining us. He's an infectious disease specialist in Montreal. Um, the, apparently what Montreal is going to do is offer this to men who expect to have sexual contact with other men in Montreal this summer. You spoke about stigma. Um, there's a lot of fear um, in the, you know, the, the uh, gay community, the LGBTQ community about uh, stigma and further stigmatization. Uh, here we are, Pride Month, and uh, the fear, I guess, is not just from uh, that community, uh, but the, the World Health Organization and other communities at large that the, the, the name uh, monkeypox could also bring up concerns about uh, stigma. So they're, they're planning on changing the name. But are you not concerned that this new strategy might also uh, lead to people, um, for one reason or another, uh, you know, further stigmatizing gay men? It is very clearly a concern. You can't ignore the actual epidemiology because very clearly what we're seeing is a predominance of the cases that we're, we've seen in Montreal and uh, elsewhere in other countries. Uh, certainly the uh, community of men who have sexual contact with men is being disproportionately affected. And if you ignore that completely, then you risk uh, uh, sort of denying access to proper diagnosis, proper preventative measures, proper treatment measures for those communities that are being disproportionately affected. So you have to do this, I think, very carefully. Uh, and uh, but you can't you can't ignore the what the actual events that are happening around you. So mm-hmm. uh, certainly, I think, given what the uh, lesbian, gay, uh, uh, bisexual, uh, transgender community has gone through as a result of HIV over the last uh, several decades, I think is first and foremost on their mind. And I'm hoping it's also on the mind of healthcare providers as well as uh, policymakers, both here and abroad. You brought up the limit 
the limits of available doses. And that's because uh, for a long time, uh, we thought that smallpox had been eradicated and monkeypox wasn't really on the radar because there weren't that many cases uh, globally of monkeypox that we had to worry about. There were endemic places in Africa, but beyond that, we just didn't see monkeypox present anywhere. Um, I'm wondering how long it would take to ramp up production of a smallpox vaccine if we actually needed one. Is that anything that you guys discuss, you and your uh, colleagues? I mean, that's uh, that's really at a different level, right? That's really more the level of uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies that manufacture these vaccines. So thankfully, we do have uh, a vaccine that was uh, evaluated and approved exactly for prevention of monkeypox uh, as of about a year and a half ago, the commercial name, which is uh, Imbimune. So we already know that we have this uh, vaccine, but as we've seen many times, especially early on in the pandemic, it's one thing to know what works. It's another thing to have access to uh, those uh, those uh, resources. So I would expect that, uh, that uh, companies that can make that vaccine are probably already into uh, uh, overdrive in terms of ramping up because there's certainly going to be, I think, a demand for some time uh, around that. But, you know, as you very quickly point out, given the success that we had with smallpox, this was, except for uh, issues around bioterrorism, this is not considered a sort of clear and present major uh, public health threat. So as a result, you know, the stockpiles of available uh, vaccines and other therapeutics were, of course, relatively limited. Doctor, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been really informative. We'll uh, see how things go with your rollout of a vaccine strategy uh, in Montreal, continuing and targeting uh, the LGBTQ community, specifically men who have sex with other men this summer. And hopefully that ring does its does its job and keeps people safe. Thank you very much for joining us. It was, it was my pleasure, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. Dr. Matthew Otten, infectious disease specialist and assistant professor in the Department of Medicine at McGill University.